0: Good morning and welcome to worship at Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. We're so glad that you found your way to our sanctuary through Facebook Live or Spotify on our podcast or through our website. We know that these days seem to run together in terms of this pandemic and so we hold fast to our connection through the Holy Spirit. This morning in worship we have very few people here with us but we're so glad that you're here as we celebrate the sacrament of baptism on this uh, Christ our King Sunday. We continue to pray for you and uh, seek to be in contact with you through worship and through small group gatherings as we're able online. Tonight we will host our last outdoor worship service at 5 o'clock on the lawn where we do practice social distancing. So if you're able, come join us at 5 o'clock for that worship service. Next Sunday after online worship, we will host an Advent wreath-making event on the lawn. Um, safely, socially distant, there's still room for you to join us for that event. And if you happen to live in a home or an area where you have access to greenery or excess greenery, we ask that you contact the church office or our children's director, Nancy Nutter, we could use that. So thank you for um, considering that. An important update regarding our stewardship season. Dedication Sunday was last week. Um, We are grateful for the generous outpouring and support through your pledges and your gifts and offerings. As our session continues to plan for uh, an unpredictable 2021, every pledge really does matter very much this year. And we appreciate your prayerful consideration. Also, now is the time to complete your 2020 pledge as we roll into um, the Advent season. There are a lot of details and announcements for you to read on our church website regarding Christmas and Advent and our plans for worship during that season. I encourage you to make your way to our website to learn more about that. And lastly, it is with a deeply sad but full heart that we share the news of Dottie Metzler's passing early this morning. Dottie had been struggling with pneumonia, and in the end, her body just had simply had enough. Dick and their sons Andrew and Jeff appreciate your prayers as they make arrangements for her memorial service, and I promise you we'll have more news for you very soon on that. Those who live in the Lord die to the Lord, so whether we live or we die, we belong to God. So this morning we say, well done, good and faithful servant. Let us worship God together.
1: Friends, welcome to this holy day. Please stand as you are able and join us in our call to worship as printed in our bulletin. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, in the dry land which his hands have formed. O oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh that today you would listen to his voice.
2: I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry. All who dwell in deepest sin, my hand will save. I, who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear my light to them? whom shall i send here i am lord is it i lord i have heard you calling in the night my heart I the Lord of snow and rain I have borne my people's pain I have wept for love of them they turn away I will break their hearts of stone give them hearts for love alone I will speak my word to them whom shall I send Here I am Lord Is it I Lord I have heard you calling in the night I will go I will hold your people in my heart. I, the Lord of wind and flame, I will tend the poor and lame. I will set a feast for them. My hand will save. Finest bread I will provide Till their hearts be satisfied I will give my life to them Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord Is it I, Lord? will go lord if you lead me i will hold
1: knowing that God's mercy and love covers all let us go before God confessing in unison holy God we open our hearts to you this day and offer the truth of our lives the fear that stifles us the prejudice that blinds us the ignorance that hobbles us the doubt that plagues us help us we pray that we will find courage in an unlikely place. See the world with new and gracious eyes. Move to those places where love is needed. Faith that you are with us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, hear these words of assurance from Isaiah verses six and seven Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way, and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Friends, believe in the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Amen.
0: It is with great joy that we welcome to this baptismal font this morning Evelyn Nicole Guffey, along with her parents, Josh and Brittany Guffey, and her big sister, Annalise. While our sanctuary has very few people in it this morning, the Guffeys are supported by their longtime family friends, John and Mandy Byers, who are here, and a very special CDC teacher, candris Foster who's with us this morning and of course our assisting elder Bailey King To the extended Guffey and Bagnato families in Florida and Georgia and North Carolina and beyond We are glad that you are with us by way of Facebook and we can feel your presence here among us baptism is a sign a visible sign of God's invisible grace It is here at this font where we are named, we are called, and we are marked by God's grace in Christ. In an infant baptism especially, we are reminded that we can do nothing to earn this grace, but it is by God's holy invitation that we share in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The sacrament of baptism is God's invitation into the body of Christ. And so as you watch these drops of water fall to Evelyn's head this morning, you're invited to remember your own baptisms, the day that God, in some congregation somewhere, some group of believers where you belong, said yes, yes on your behalf, until the day at some point you made your own profession of faith. Through baptism, we enter the covenant that God has established, nurturing, renewing, and sustaining us all the days of our lives. And so now, Brittany and Josh, putting your whole trust in, in in the grace and love of Jesus Christ, do you desire to have Evelyn Nicole baptized? Will you be responsible for nurturing Evelyn in the faith and the life of the Christian community? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help Evelyn grow into the full stature of Christ?
3: Evelyn Avenue Presbyterian Church promise to share with Evelyn the good news of the gospel and to help her to know the peace and joy and cost of Christian, Christian discipleship? We do. Do you promise your prayers and fellowship, caring and encouragement for this family, that their ties with the household of God may be strong and enduring? We do. Let us rise and say together what we believe using the historic faith of the church.
0: and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You all may be seated, and we'll continue to worship in prayer. Gracious God, thank you for your gift of baptism thank you for inviting us into the life of love and fulfillment with your son jesus christ in this week of thanksgiving as we continue to be isolated by a pandemic we gather here at this fawn and we are reminded of your abundant grace thank you for the renewal of our baptisms this morning and for the covenant that you have made with each of us through this sacrament especially O lord for your choice to mark baby evelyn with the sun and the seal of your Holy Spirit open her heart and inspire her each day that she may seek you through her lifetime always knowing that the covenant we celebrate today is unbreakable we are reminded of your creativity and intentionality through the uniqueness and beauty of each and every person you place on this earth and so we give thanks also for Annalise who is now called to the role of big sister God Josh and Brittany as they raise their children to be disciples of your love Give them continued patience, forgiveness, and resilience. Give them flexibility and humor. And when life seems unbearable or confusing, and parenting might seem to separate them instead of binding them, guide them in the ways of your son Christ. Bring them here to this place where your purpose is pure, where your message is clear, where the yoke is easy, and we live together in your name. And now we ask that you set apart these waters so that what is common is now inspired by your Holy Spirit, that what these waters be are redemptive and renewing as we wash this child in the love that is unmatched and above all the love of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Evelyn Nicole, Child of the Covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen. See how amazing God's love is, that Evelyn Nicole Guffey should be be called a child of God. For this child, Christ was born. For this child, Christ walked on earth and taught... And prayed and healed and preached for this child Christ suffered on the cross and died and certainly for this child Christ rose again from the dead Evelyn knows none of this she just knows that she is loved and she is cherished and she is safe you see we love God because God loves us first Evelyn Nicole was born into a family that waited for her and wished for her. One meaning of her name Evelyn is child wished for. She is wearing a gown that represents the generations of faithfulness and integrity that her grandfather wore and her mother wore and her sister Annalise wore. And so part of the promise that she has inherited is a promise that we at Selwyn Avenue are a part of as well. In this sacrament, we are promising to teach this child the way of Christ. Over the last several months, I have been mindful of the Guffey family, along with many of their friends that are part of our Child Development Center here at Selwyn Avenue. Many years ago, the CDC was established by the leaders of this church as a mission when they saw a need in the community to offer loving, high-quality child care to families. And although we've been separated by the pandemic, the Guffys, along with the Kings and the Byers have found a way to support and love one another, most importantly with teachers like Candress who is here with us today. They found a love to connect for a single purpose, and that is to love children and to love one another in Christ. As members of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, we are making a commitment to teach these children and especially Evelyn on this day, the ways of Christ. These children will grow up together. They will receive third grade Bibles together. They will go on mission trips together. They will go through confirmation together. And one day they will be grand witnesses for the love of Christ as adults. So this is Evelyn Nicole Guffey. She's a child of Josh and Brittany Guffey. She's a sister to Annalise. She's a child of Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. And she is a child of God.
3: Evelyn Nicole Guffey is now identified as a child of God in Christ church. Through baptism, God has put his seal upon Evelyn to share with us all the benefits of Christ's sacrifice. Let us be supportive of Josh and Brittany as they nurture Evelyn and assist her to be a faithful disciple. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome Evelyn into Christ's church, for we, for we are all one in Christ. We promise to love, encourage, and support you to share the good news of God's love with you and to celebrate with you God's unfolding blessings.
0: And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord put his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord put his countenance upon you and grant you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Mm
2: Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so, Jesus loves me, this I know, as he loved so long ago, taking children on his knee, saying, Let them come to me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so.
4: Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Friends, in these days where we hear many voices, in this season we've learned to listen to one voice, Jesus' voice, the things that Jesus says. This morning we'll be concluding this sermon series, and it's only fitting that our gospel reading comes from Matthew 25. I'll be reading from verse 31 to verse 45. This is the third of three stories Jesus tells his disciples during the last week of his life. So listen now for what Jesus says right before he dies. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him. Then he will sit on his throne in glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand, and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you, from the foundations of the world for i was hungry and you gave me food i was thirsty and you gave me something to drink i was a stranger and you welcomed me i was naked and you gave me clothing i was sick and you cared for me i was in prison and you visited me then the righteous will answer him lord when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food You are the accursed. Depart from me into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was a little girl, not much older than some of these children here this morning, my sister and I were both scared of the dark. We could not be separated. So every night we would climb into the same bed and make sure, and my mother would come in to pray with us and read us a story. She'd have to make sure we didn't stay up all night with our flashlights, reading books and giggling together. I'm sure many of you maybe have childhood bedtime prayers that you've memorized. I'll share with you mine. Maybe it's the same for some of you. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. God bless mommies and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, and everyone in the whole wide world. And then my young self would chime in at the end and say, including bad people, amen. I don't know why it was so important for my little brain to throw that clause in at the end of our evening prayer, but slowly over the years, as I grew older, the prayer changed, it evolved. We would pray for bad people, we would pray for sad people, we would pray for people who were grieving, we would pray for people who were hungry, people who were alone, people who were scared. I called my mother this week as I remembered this prayer and asked her how it evolved. She said she couldn't really remember a lot was going on in the world and in our personal family at the time. But I was able to say with certainty that this prayer was one of the first realizations for me as a little person of the importance of prayer and the diversity of the people who might need your prayer. Young Margot never knew that she'd grow up to work in a church or that her faith would carry her through difficult times or the diversity of people she would meet and learn from. She never knew the mistakes she would make or the hardships in her various communities. But somehow, even as a very small child, I knew that I could access God in prayer. I knew nothing about Matthew 25. I knew nothing about sheep and goats and judgment. I hadn't studied the Bible. I hadn't gone to seminary. I hadn't wrestled with my faith. But prayer and the diversity of God's people, I knew something about that. Typically, on Christ the King Sunday, we hear scriptures with lots of language of ruling power and leadership. But this year, our lectionary text is this. Christ the King Sunday is a time in our liturgical calendar where we turn from ordinary time and transition into a new liturgical year. We stand in the middle, longing for Advent, but remembering, of course, that Jesus is Lord of all. This year, we don't hear victorious ruling language, we hear judgment and compassion and tenderness. Jesus speaks of a gathering of all nations, of the world before Christ the King, but there's division between those who will be with God in the eternal kingdom and those who will be condemned to suffer eternal punishment. There it is. Jesus makes it look plain and simple. Some will be on the right, some will be on the left, the sheep and the goats, saved and the damned. Jesus's last parable. Now, Jesus is trying to prepare his followers to continue on without him. That context makes this story particularly important. According to Matthew, this is the last thing Jesus taught his disciples prior to the crucifixion. One last teaching, full of one of our least favorite things as humans, judgment. (laughs) This parable is also full with so much more teaching, though. Um, My hope for us this morning is that we'll look at this parable a little bit different. We'll look at compassion and tenderness and beauty. We'll look at God incarnate. So here we are with this judge who's separating sheep from goats. Sheep are righteous, they'll inherit the kingdom. Goats aren't so lucky. But according to Jesus, the judgment goes like this I was hungry and you fed me, thirsty and you gave me drink. But when did we do that, Lord? The righteous ask. Then we have Jesus' incredibly important answer. Just as you did it to one of the least of these who are a member of my family, you did it to me. And then the judgment against the goats. I was hungry and you gave me no food, thirsty no drink, stranger not welcomed, naked with no clothes, in prison, and you did not visit me. And the goats respond also, when, Lord? If we would have known that you were in need, but we didn't see you hungry and thirsty and cold and homeless. Jesus, you've got to understand, if we had seen you suffering like that, believe me, we'd, we'd have been there to pick up the pieces. We'd offer you a meal and a shower, and we'd pay your bail for sure. but but we didn't notice the sheep and the goats of Matthew 25 are both totally oblivious to the impact of their and, and the consequences of their actions or their lack of actions I wonder if we too sometimes are oblivious to why we do things in the name of faith why did I pray before bed as a little girl why do we feed the hungry or welcome the stranger Why do we give clothing to the naked or visit those in prison? I believe we do those things because we know no other way to respond to God's amazing love and grace. As human beings, we are accountable to God for the ways we live our lives. I believe what really matters is how we might treat people when we don't think God's around. Not just how we behave here at church, but every day with the everyday encounters with the diversity of God's kingdom. We're called into a relationship even when that relationship sometimes seems unlikely. We're called to look at one another and see Christ. It's simple and incredibly difficult at the same time. In this parable, Jesus is talking about God's love and God's justice and the tension that's between them. As people of faith, we live in that tension of God's demand for justice and God's inexpressible love. This parable does more than require a new way for us to relate to the poor. It reveals something new about God. God is not a distant, high power off somewhere hidden watching humans when he feels like it. God's here with us. God's in the present and in the depth of human life. God's here in our struggles, in our passions, in our hopes and in our dreams, in our striving and in our failing, in our loving and in our dying. This parable redefines the very heart of our faith, the incarnation. God comes down to dwell among us in the person of Jesus. And the face of Jesus Christ is seen in the face of those who are homeless and poor. Jesus is seen in the face of the abandoned child, in the face of the hungry and the sick and those who are scared. But the face of Jesus is also closer than that. It's in the ones who need your love today. In the face of your own child, your own spouse, your own parent, a dear friend, God is near now, in fact, he's always been here. As you did it to one of the least of these members of my family, you did it to me, Jesus says. So on this Sunday, Sunday before Thanksgiving, as we sit in between and wait to enter into Advent, I wonder how we, as Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church, will extend a hand with this kind of hospitality the love and the tenderness that Jesus is talking about? How can we as people of faith create a world in which we need to meet the least of these, but not just meet them, fulfill their needs with joy? Who might you reach out to? What surprises do you think you'll encounter? How do we share in this call from Jesus to respond with compassion and with love? In a season where we all long for normalcy, when our routines and traditions are turned upside down, it is the time for us to remember Jesus's parable. I believe Brene Brown puts it best. She says, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal other than we normalized greed, exhaustion, We normalized disconnection and confusion. We normalized rage and hoarding and hate and lack. We should not long to return to that, my friends. We have been given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. We are being given an opportunity to remember Matthew 25, to remember that God is near right now, and that God can be found in the the places and in the people which we least expect. So, as we prepare our hearts for Advent, maybe our stories of sheep and goats and judgment can help us prepare for this holy time, to prepare for the surprising and mysterious ways that God will come and dwell in and among us. God came to us as one of the least of these and still does every single day. Thanks be to God. Amen.
0: I should note that the flowers in the sanctuary this morning were given to the church uh, to the glory of God for the life and resurrection of Channing Richards. And now let us listen to Psalm 121 and pray. I lift my eyes to the mountains. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. O holy God, who reigns on earth and in heaven, will you keep our going out and our coming in? Will you keep my going out and my coming in, my going out in the morning and my coming in in the evening? My going out to schools and my coming home from college. My going out to work to wrestle for a living in this world. My coming to food and fellowship. All the trials and joys of family and home. My going out to discover, to explore and create. My coming in to rest, to reflect, to renew. My going out to uncertain the unknown. My coming in to the one who has known me since the dawn of time and place and personality, my going out into the valley of the shadow, my coming in into the table blessed with never-ending hospitality. Holy God, our tables will be smaller this year. And while we give thanks for the bounty of blessings, for food, for shelter, for raiment, going out and coming in seems more dangerous than they used to be. We long for fellowship. We long for family and friends. We long to be known. We long to break bread together, to sing in gratitude and to embrace in grief. Oh God, hear our prayers for those who are making long journeys to be with loved ones, for those who are suffering illness and injury. Oh God, hear our prayers for those who are isolated in retirement communities and hospitals for those who are grieving and those who are weary. Oh God, hear our prayers for doctors and nurses, for helpers and caregivers, for teachers and parents and grandparents, for all of those who need rest. By the abundance of your grace, fill their spirits with hope. Oh God, hear our prayers for the oppressed and the brokenhearted. We seek them in our discipleship. The Lord will keep our going out and are coming in forevermore. And so for those we have known and loved, for our members Channing Richards and Dottie Metzler, this morning we pray with confidence on their behalf. The Lord will keep my going out and my coming in forevermore, so that even my last going out is also followed by a coming in. In this trust, I can know whence my help comes. In this faith, I can look beyond the hills to glimpse the horizon of your never-failing grace. The sunrise of your eternal welcome home this promise rests in your son Jesus Christ who taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy what will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
1: Brothers and sisters, not one call to discipleship looks the same, and that is a beautiful thing. God has given each of us unique gifts that are worthy of sharing. Gifts of offering prayers for a loved one or a neighbor. Gifts of leading a group or participating in a Bible study. Um, A heart for mission, practicing a spiritual discipline, or planned financial support. During our anthem, we invite you to to contemplate where God may be calling you in this season. The text to give number is 704-734-9818. With hearts of gratitude, let's give thanks for our gifts and give them abundantly. Almighty God, giver of every good and perfect gift, teach us to give to you all that we have and all that we are, that we may praise you, not with our words only, but with our whole
4: lives. Amen. And now as you go from this place, hold fast to the one that is near and who always holds fast to you, And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always, amen.